This classic episode of the Children's Bible Hour is from 1988. Hi, everybody. It's time for another visit with all your friends from the Children's Bible Hour. Uncle Charlie. Hi, Uncle Charlie. Well, hi there, and welcome to another visit with all your friends from the Children's Bible Hour. If you stick around, we promise to sing for you, have an interesting and helpful discussion on a special feature called Kids Talk, and also take time to tell you a good story. It's called From Bad to Worse. Maybe that's the way your week has been. Maybe it seems like everything has gone from bad to worse. If so, you'll like the story, and I think it will help you as well. Our cousins start out today doing something that we do quite often, put new words to an old tune. And these are such good words, for the cousins today are going to be singing about our great God and all the things he is and does for us. The song is called... Our great creator, his attributes. Oh boy, do you know what that big word attributes means? Well, it sort of means the, the qualities of someone, the characteristics of a certain person. Listen carefully to these good words. Wow, that song could be the basis for a whole Bible study on the person of God. Omniscient, that means all-knowing. Omnipotent means God is all-powerful. Omnipresent means God can be everywhere at the same time. Since our God is so great, we should gather all creatures, large and small, and sing praise to Him. Large creatures, small creatures, short and tall creatures, come now and praise the Sing praise to the Father, sing praise. 
Yes, our God is great, but He is also small enough to live in our hearts, and He cares about what happens to us. That leads us right up to the subject some sharp kids want to talk about in a feature we call Kids Talk. And once again, we've gathered Sherry, Mike, Karen, and Joel around the microphone for another interesting Kids Talk. Today's Kids Talk was prompted by this letter. Uncle Charlie, I know I'm not very old yet. I'm 12. But I wonder how you can know what God wants you to be when you grow up. Now, first of all, let me go around the circle and ask each of you, what would you like to be if you were grown up? Mike? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Karen? Well, I don't know, but I think I'd like to have a family. Mm-hmm. Sherry? I'd like to be a Christian teacher. Christian teacher. Joel? I like to work in the Grand Plaza Hotel. In the Grand <laughs> Plaza Hotel. What would you like to do if you were there? What, uh, Joel? Well, like there. I just like, I don't know anything. Uh, manage there. the whole place, right? Yeah, that'd be Why, fun. sure, why not? Yeah. All right, are there, are there ways that you guys can know now what God wants you to be? Or do you think God begins to put some ideas in your minds or desires, so forth? Joel? Really, you don't know until you're older like around 12 it, but um you, it helps if you read the bible okay through his word then all right and god guides us into some of those things mike um you know i've thought of what i wanted to be but i i really don't ever have a definite decision i think god will lead you when he feels that he wants you to go into whatever profession you're going to get into, mm -hmm. I think he's going to lead you there. And, and don't you think also God gives you uh, the desires or the talents? Now, like, for instance, I've never had any problem knowing that God did not want me to be a, a, a singer. You know why? <laughs> yeah, you know why. I can't sing. <laughs> it's very simple. In other words, uh, very obviously, there are some things that we'll do and some things that we won't do, and God guides us by the, uh, the things we like to do and the, who we are and where we live and so forth, Sherry. Um, I want to be a teacher because I want to be able to have the answers, you know? Ah, oh, you go to school, uh -huh. you always have to work. Yeah. I don't want to work. Oh, you don't want to work. You think, oh, you mean a teacher doesn't do much work? Is that what well, you mean? Well, they do, but it just seems easy how they, they stand up the there. Answers. And, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. But that comes because they've taken a lot of time to study and get the uh -huh. right answers. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you think that uh, God can lead us? Now, you think about that for a moment. What are some of the ways that God can lead us to what he wants us to be? Sherry? Um, I read a true story about this lady who was moved by a missionary that came to her church. And that, that moved her to go to the same country in the same mm. work that that mm -hmm. missionary was doing. Mm -hmm. So it's good for parents to expose their kids to missionaries and other things so that yeah. they can get and say, hey, maybe I'd like to do that, Joel. If you get a job, you know, and God doesn't want you to be at that job, maybe he'll do like things happen, you know, that you know he doesn't want you to be okay. at that job. Mike? It's a lot better to um, obey him when he tells you um, what he wants you to do than to go and disobey him deliberately and have him um, right. punish you and want you to... Like Jonah, right? Yeah. God said, I want you to go be preach to Nineveh, and Jonah went the other way. Do you think that... Um, only those who go into full-time Christian work are in God's will. Sherry? No, because, like, even Christian teachers in public schools, 
they're there because God wants them to be there to minister to the kids at the public schools. Exactly. Mike? The way you act can be your testimony, and it can bring someone will say, hey, I want to be like him. He's really nice. And mm-hmm. just by Like doing a Christian that, businessman who conducts yeah. his business in the right way can be just as much of a servant of the Lord as a missionary on the foreign field, right? Mm-hmm. So God puts ideas in our minds, and of course, often he does this when we are praying. He leads us in certain circumstances, sometimes the very families that we're put in. A lot of times, parents uh, kind of pass on to their kids uh, what they have been and what they've been doing, and the children follow in the parents' footsteps when there's nothing wrong with that. So it's important to pray. It's important to seek God's word and know what it has to say about what we ought to be when we grow up. Well, thanks, kids, for a good discussion. We don't have a whole lot of time for music makers today, but Jonathan has a song that fits well following our kids' talk. What you do now will affect what you will become in the years ahead. What you read now will affect how you think. And even what you think about now will affect how you act. Jonathan sings the computer song, but first he has some good verses. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. What goes in is what comes out. Input, output, that is what it's all about. Input, output, your mind is a computer whose input, output, daily you must choose. Let the Bible be your primary feed. It's got all the data you need. Talk to Jesus all the time. That's a Thank you, Jonathan, for that bright song about input, output. Hey, by the way, have you sent yet for Keys for Kids? If not, I hope you'll get your request in the mail right away. Keys for Kids, it's our devotional designed to be read to and by kids of school age. Each day, you take your Keys for Kids book, you look up the scripture that's suggested, you read those few verses, then you read the story, ask yourself the questions that we put in the how about you section, and you think about the thought for the day, the key for the day, and and then you go on your way, rejoicing that the Lord has helped you through Keys for Kids. But you know something? It can't help you if you don't have it. So I hope you'll write today and ask for Keys for Kids. It's free 
for the asking. One free copy per family, please. Here's where to write Uncle Charlie, Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's Uncle Charlie or Children's Bible Hour, Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan. The zip is 49501. Well, are you ready for our good story? You'll remember I said it's called From Bad to Worse. When things are going from bad to worse, that's the time we really need a friend. We really need someone who cares about what is happening to us. And you know something? There is no friend quite like Jesus. Listen. Today's story, written especially for the Children's Bible Hour by Barbara Westberg, is entitled From Bad to Worse. There are good weeks and there are wonderful ones. There are bad weeks and there are horrible ones. For Jeff Johnson, this has been a horrible week. Monday was such a beautiful day that he skipped his music lesson to play ball in the park. Which started the whole thing. He was grounded for the rest of the week.、Uh, Tuesday, he lost his math book. Wednesday, he forgot to clean out the garage and he tracked mud on the carpet his mother had just shampooed.、Uh, Thursday, he forgot to tell his mother he had to stay after school for band practice.、Um, he was sent to the office for talking in class and he failed a science test. And Friday? Well, Friday is just beginning. Jeff, Jeffrey, this is the third and last time I'm going to call you. Now get up. Hello? Just a minute. Jeff, Carl wants to talk to you.、Uh-huh. Oh, Carl. Okay, I'll be right there. Yikes, it's almost eight o'clock. Why didn't you call me sooner, Mom? I'll be late again. I called you three times. Hello, Carl. Hurry, man. I've got to rush. Oh, no. I forgot about that book report. Today? It can't be today. I thought it was next week. Miss Sourface, I mean Miss Sorrels, will have my neck. 
She told me it had better not happen again. Yeah, well, I gotta run. See you later. Mom, Mom, where are my shoes? In the utility room where you left them last night, caked with mud. Well, I didn't have time to clean them. Where's my history book? Right where you left it when you came in last night on the hall table. You didn't even open it. Oh, nuts. I forgot. Why didn't you remind me to study for my test? Jeff, you're 13 years old. You know what your assignments are. I don't. Now remember, come straight home after school. Your dad said if the garage wasn't cleaned when he got home tonight, you'd be in trouble. Real trouble. Okay, okay. Man, looks like today is going to be a perfect ending to a horrible week. Jeff's thoughts were running wild. He was 20 minutes late. No book report. Grounded for the weekend. Didn't study for his history test. Ah, for two cents, he'd just not even go to school today. Ah. Yeah, maybe things would be better by Monday. Nobody would ever have to know. He could type an excuse Monday morning and sign it himself. He'd say he was sick. And that was no lie. He was sick. Sick of being bossed. Sick of responsibility, his dad's favorite word. He was sick. Besides, it was a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, he'd do it. Now, let's see, where would he go? Ah, he knew. He'd walk out to the old Quigley place and do some exploring. It was only a couple miles away. Nobody would see him there. Hasn't anyone lived out there for years? So Jeff hiked a couple miles out into the country, slipped under a no-trespassing sign on the fence, and down a narrow path almost hidden by weeds to the creek. There was no one around, no one to talk to uh, except himself. Hmm, this is the life. No test, no cluttered garage, no problems. I think I'll just sit here in the shade, chew on this straw, and watch the creek flow by. Sure wish I had my fishing pole. That water looks so cool and inviting. I'll just slip off my shoes and wade. Doesn't look deep enough for swimming. Oh boy, this is fun. Think about poor old Carl sitting in history right about now. Splashing in this water makes me thirsty. Wonder where I can get a drink. Sure would hate to have to drink this water. What's that? Sounds like a dog. A mean dog, and it's coming closer all the time. I better get out of here and get my shoes on. shoes. Oh, here they are. There. One is on. Now for the other. Get away, you mean old dog. If I only had a stick. Oh, he really is mean. I'd better run. There's no time to tie my shoes. I've got to run. Jeff ran all right. Right into a briar patch. Well, there was one good thing. The dog didn't follow him into the briar patch, but he did catch his shirt and he tore it. 
After a couple of hours of more exploring, Jeff finally came to the old Quigley farmhouse. Sure looks spooky around here. But there should be a well where I can get a drink. Ah, there it is over there. An old-fashioned well with a rope and pulley. Ah, but there's no bucket. I sure am thirsty and hungry. It's lunchtime at school. Wish I had a glass of cold milk. Well, no need to think about that. This is my day off. No tests, no cluttered garages, no problems. Well, anyway, not too many problems. I'll just look around and forget my stomach. Just one more shed to look in. Hmm, this must have been what they called the smokehouse. Sure is dark and dirty in here. Say, what's that? Oh no, wasps! Get away, you mean old things! Get! I've got to get out of here right now! Get away! Oh! Oh! Oh, that hurts! Gotta get away! Oh, it hurts! I've gotta go home! Wish I had gone to school today! How can I ever explain to Mother? When Jeff arrived home, he found that his mother had gone to a PTA meeting. Oh, what relief! She had left a note reminding him to clean the garage, so he washed and changed his clothes. By the time his parents came home, his scratches were barely visible. There was no sign of the wasp stings, and the garage was sparkling clean. Because the garage looked so nice, his dad promised to take him fishing the next afternoon. Hey, Jeff! Jeff, you finished your lunch? Come on, let's go fishing. Yes, sir, I'm coming. Wait just a minute, Jeff. What's that on your arm? On my arm? Why, nothing. Yes, there is. Why, look at these red spots. Come here and let me look closer. Why, Jeff, it's on both your arms and your neck, too. Look at these tiny blisters. It looks just like... No, it couldn't be, but... It sure looks like it. Jeff, have you been around poison ivy lately? Why, no, Mother, I... Uh, no, where would I have been around poison ivy? That's what I'm wondering. I'm almost certain it is poison ivy. Your neck feels awfully warm. I believe you, you have a fever. You know how sick you always get when you have poison ivy. Jeff? Hey, Jeff, I'm waiting on you. What's taking you so long, son? Look here, Bob. Hmm? I believe Jeff has poison ivy. Oh, now, where would he have contacted that? I don't know, but just look. It has to be poison ivy. He has a temperature, too. It sure does look like it. Well, Jeff, where have you been? Well, why, just to school, Dad, and, and the park Monday. But you already know that. It couldn't have been Monday, Jeff. Poison ivy usually breaks out in about 24 hours. You contacted it yesterday. Now, where on your way to school would there have been poison ivy? And why haven't you touched it before now? Jeff, we're waiting. 
Well, I... Well... Yes? Well... Jeff, I think you'd better tell us where you've been. Quigley's farm. Quigley's farm? Well, when did you go there? Yesterday. I didn't go to school. I just... I just... Skipped school. Yes. Well, did you have a good time? No, I had a horrible time. A bad dog chased me and I fell in a briar patch. I didn't have a drink of water or anything to eat all day. And I was stung by a wasp twice. And now I've got poison ivy. And And you won't get to go fishing today. And you have to go to the doctor's for a shot. Oh. Why did you skip school, son? Well, everything was just piling up on me. Getting worse and worse. So I thought I would just skip out. And maybe it would be better Monday. All week I've had nothing but trouble, trouble, trouble. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, whose fault has it been? Mine, I guess. You guess? I know. If I had used my head and done my duties instead of goofing off and forgetting, none of this would have happened. You know, Jeff, you remind me of a man in the Bible. I believe it's in the uh, fifth chapter of Amos. He was fleeing from a lion when he met a bear. So he ran into the house to escape the bear. When he put his hand on the wall, I suppose just in relief and to catch his breath, a serpent bit him. Instead of fighting the lion, he ran from it into worse and worse trouble. There was no escaping his trouble. And this is what you've done too, Jeff. Instead of staying and facing your problems and the things you don't like, you chose to run. And you ran into even worse trouble. Our problems aren't nearly as big if we tackle them immediately and one at a time. It's when we try to run from them and let them pile up that we really get in serious trouble. My grandmother had a saying, Jeff, out of the frying pan into the fire. I guess that's what you did. You went from bad to worse. There's no running away from trouble, is there? No, son, because when we run... We take the one who causes us the most trouble right with us. We do? Mm-hmm. Who? Ourselves. Your biggest problem, Jeff, is, is not Miss Sorrel or any of your teachers or your mother and I. Your biggest problem is Jeff. I'm beginning to believe that. And your biggest help is the Lord. Have a talk with the Lord when you need help. Now, let's see what we can do about this poison ivy. Well, that was kind of a a cute story, but I'm sure many of you fellows and gals and adults as well identified with that story. Things do sometimes seem to go from bad to worse, especially if we don't take care of whatever problem we have and just let it go from bad to worse. 
Have things gone that way for you this week? Oh, if so, have a little talk with the Lord. That's what the cousin suggested in their song, and that is good advice. Well, time's up for today's visit. I'm Uncle Charlie, and you can write to me at Children's Bible Hour, Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's Uncle Charlie, Children's Bible Hour, Box 1, Grand Rapids. Rapids, Michigan. The zip is 49501. Children's Bible Hour is a listener-supported ministry. Goodbye now. Thanks for listening. Music.